0: Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm gonna make him an awful you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film Church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. How far would you go for a friend? This episode contains sensitive subject matter pertaining to abortion. Listener discretion advised. Hello, and welcome to Film Church
1: Radio. This is the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday, I'm Lewis. And I'm Brandon. And we are here to talk about movies. Each week, Brandon and I alternate picking a film for us both to watch and discuss. Today, I picked the 2007 film, Four Months, Three Weeks, and Two Days, starring Anna Maria Marinka, Laura Veselu, and Vlad Ivaninov. This film is directed by Christian Mongeai. Um, As we mentioned at the end of last week's episode, um, the recent overruling of Roe v. Wade in the US has affected us and the people around us we hold dear. Um, I saw this film come up a lot in the Criterion Facebook groups I'm a part of, um, and with reference to recent events, with the unfortunate accolade of being stunningly relevant again. Um, The great thing about cinema, I think, is that it shows us people, places, and situations that can be so wonderfully different to the ones we encounter in in our everyday life. But when it's timely and pertinent to today, um, not unlike history, we need to use it to educate. Obviously, we will be talking about abortion, and I'm sure that topics will be discussed in the show um, may be upsetting to some listeners. So if you feel like the topics that we're going to talk about may not be for you, feel free to skip. We won't take it personally, and we'll see you next week. Um, If you do stick around with us and listen to the whole show, you'll be the first to hear what we're going to be watching next week. Um, as Brandon is going to reveal his pick at the end of the show um we would like to thank everyone that's been listening so far um to the podcast and sending their love for the show we love the fact that people are listening to this um show that me and Brandon are just you know we're getting together talking about films doing what we we did but we're just recording it now which is which is great um and if you are listening and enjoying it, be sure to subscribe and um, hit the bell to be notified when a new episode is available. Go and check us out on all social media platforms at Film Church Radio and also on YouTube, where we do some um, special content over there. Um, we've done an Obi Wan Kenobi TV review kind of reaction, um, and we've also done a review for um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and there'll be more coming up, I'm pretty sure. Um, and you can also just leave us a review on anywhere that you listen, it helps us get out there, helps more people discover us, join the congregation. Um, which is kind of what we want to do. We want to build a congregation of film lovers together, where we watch films, talk about it as a unit, um, discover different opinions, periods, cultures, all of it under one roof. Um, What we do, though, before we discuss the main film of the episode is Brendan and I talk a little bit about what else we've been watching this week, um, what we liked, what we didn't like, if there was anything that we're excited to see. Um, So this is that part of the show. (laughs) Brandon, what
0: have you been watching (laughs) recently, my friend? I haven't been watching too much. I just got back from a family get-together vacation nice. anniversary party for my grandparents. And um, so I haven't had a chance to watch too many things, but before that I did go and see a limited screening of Marcel the Shell with Shoes On yeah. that just came out, um, which stars Jenny Slate. And if anybody knows – um. If you know, you know. It's like from a YouTube video from like ten years ago that she did, and uh, it was a really good movie. Have you? Do you know anything about the Mar- I mean, shell?
1: I've seen the trailers. I haven't watched the YouTube stuff. Yeah, um, but I love Jenny Slate. Um, yeah, and it looked the. I mean, the things that I've seen about it are all very kind of. It's very touching, and you know, takes on big issues, but does it in a really well, good way. You know, yeah.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's really great to see like a kids like. It's hard to call it a kids film. I mean, it is a kids film kind like that's that's the easiest way to categorize it. But you know, most kids films nowadays, adults can enjoy it too, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's really great to see something like that that's not like Pixar. Yeah, like something that's original that you've never seen before um and and still really good and wholesome and like kind of a tearjerker and you know all the things that you kind of want from like a family friendly movie yeah. you know um so yeah it was really great i'm not sure it seems like it just has like a very limited screening i don't know if mm-hmm. it's if it's going to have a wider release later or if they're just going to go straight to streaming after this. Yeah. But um I'm glad we got a chance to see it cuz it was only showing here in Houston for like 2 days for one yeah. showing each day at different theaters. Oh. <laughs> so it was like um yeah, very limited, but you know, at least it 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 did come to Houston, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It's uh really quotable and like fun and and yeah like I said it's like kind of a tearjerker too so it was like a really great movie experience but, that's great but yeah that was it for me I mean I'm like I, I still haven't seen Top Gun yeah I haven't seen Thor just came out the other day yeah <laughs> might go tonight nice yeah Yeah. I have seen Thor
1: um, but yeah. I think we'll probably save that until you've seen it so I don't want to kind of try yeah. and,
0: you know, influence mm-hmm. you. In I did see you. I saw your rating. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe uh, maybe that'll be a good thing. Also I mean, Chelsea really enjoyed it, you know. Yeah.
1: So I, I don't
0: know. I feel like
1: um, we're going to talk about it, but I feel like my feelings about the current state of the MCU is just, I'm tired.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's. I mean, that's fluid, how so. I was feeling. Uh, that's how I was feeling with the MCU before, uh, right before Civil War came out. And then mm. when I saw Civil War, I was like, this is the well, greatest. I know. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, I was talking to
1: Chelsea and I was like, even like Winter Soldier, I can remember I didn't go to the cinema to see it. I can remember watching it for the first time on a plane. So it must have been, you know, after it was had, yeah. had its big release and stuff. And I'm like, now I'm at the point where we have to get tickets for like opening night. Uh-huh, and I'm yeah. like, I just, I don't know if I can, you know,
0: keep getting excited for keep, keep yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'm already at the point. I mean, I didn't go because I was out of town, yeah. but, you know, I'm not as excited to be like no. going on opening night. Yeah. Like these last two, I haven't, so. Yeah.
1: I mean, I- I'm excited to see what you think though, because I mean, yeah. there's some good stuff in it, but... It wasn't for me.
0: Um, yeah. So what have you been watching?
1: So I've watched a lot, but I'm going to just pick and choose a few that I wanted to talk about because yeah. otherwise we'd be here for hours and hours. For days, uh, yeah. for four so months. The good thing about my job at the moment is that I get nights and weekends and we've just been watching film after film after film, which is really good. Um, yeah. So one of the one of the ones I wanted to talk about was The Player, from 1992, directed by Robert Altman. Um, yeah. And this was the first Altman film that I'd seen. We talked about him, I think a few weeks ago, maybe, maybe last week. Cause he was yeah for hands like, Cause he direct. wanted to make, yeah. yeah,
0: he wanted to make hands on a hard body, the feature narrative
1: film. Yeah. Um, and this was one of the films, one of the criterion discs that I bought and is like, I have them on a shelf. So when I watch them, I can put them in the collection. That's like the reward, yeah. you know, it sounds really strange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, after we talked about it, I was like, I'm going to watch The Player. Um, And it was so good um, about a Hollywood studio exec um, in the 90s that's been sending um, death threats, or he's been receiving death threats, I should say. Um, Yeah. And it's kind of a a meta look at the system and, you know, who finances and who gets movies made and, you know, what goes on behind the scenes and stuff like that. And there's a lot of references to, I mean, there's a lot of cameos in it from people from the nineties, like John Cusack and I think share and all these people are in it, which is pretty cool. Julia Roberts, yeah. Bruce Willis. Um, mm. and it's just like a really, I don't know. I just, I loved it. I thought it was, um, really interesting and kind of a good satire of the industry that they're in, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and you've seen it, right?
0: Yeah, I have. I watched it like a year ago, I think. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to like remember stuff about it. Like, I forgot that he was receiving death threats and stuff. And, and yeah, there are like a ton of like movie references, right? Yeah. And they're just mm-hmm. like, t- cause he's like talking, he's like <laughs> taking calls of all these people like pitching him movie ideas and they're just like super ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like sequels to movies that don't need sequels and like, yeah. Um, and stuff. Uh, I need to watch it again. Cause yeah, I do remember it, it being pretty funny. And, and just seeing like it's fun to watch because um, every once in a while Hollywood will put out a movie like this where there's just it's kind of making fun of itself and there's ton, tons of like current movie star cameos. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. It's like a little time capsule going yeah. back and seeing like, oh, these are all the people that were relevant like right yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because some of them aren't really relevant anymore. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna
1: try and seek out more Robert Altman. I feel like I I own a few of his films, but I don't. I haven't watched many of them. Done a dive, no. So um, I'm gonna keep a lookout. And then um, last weekend was Fourth of July weekend. um, So Fourth of July, I can't really go by without watching Jaws. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Just, I mean, it's (laughs) it's a great film. It's. you know, oh, yeah. There's so many things about it. It's it's one of the few films alongside, like, Vertigo and Psycho and um, a few others that I feel as soon as it ends, I could press play again and be gripped.
0: Yeah, you know? it's it's one of those films that every time I watch it, you know, I, like, I'm always like, yeah, Jaws, of course, Jaws, yeah. Yeah. And then I put it in, and I'm like, oh, my God, that was so good. Like, yeah. It, get, it gets me every time, mm-hmm. you know. know. Sucks yeah. me in and, like, still works mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah and i just it's one of those films that um i'm sure people listening will know but if you don't you know the shark bruce the animatronic thing didn't work for most of the film that's yeah. why you don't see him very much might like he pops up every now and again but you know even the when they attached the kind of flowy devices to him that was yeah. like made up on the spot just to show that he was like around the boat right because they couldn't get the thing to it i'm just like i just can't believe that these things worked and made it a better film yeah the exactly, fact that you don't yeah. see him is the horror in it you know that's the scary yeah bit. Mm-hmm. yeah um it's just one of those things in film history that just everything kind of came together even though it didn't feel like it did and just made yeah. you know history kind of thing
0: so um yeah yeah because Lo- it it, it probably still would have worked if you had seen the shark more, but it wouldn't work today. No. Yeah. It wouldn't still work Yeah, because exactly. it would just be like, that looks like crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so yeah, Jules is up there and I hadn't watched it for a few years. Um, yeah. So I was, it was a good rewatch. Um, and then we watched Dazed and, Dazed and Confused. Um, link later you know a director yeah. that we've talked about a few episodes ago just ticking off I'd never seen Dazed and Confused which I was mm-hmm. surprised at because um, it feels like it would have been a film that I would have watched especially when I was at school you know yeah um and it's good it's very yeah. good you know yeah just nothing. it's just a great snapshot of people wanting more from life and not realizing they're in the best period of it yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's good. it's so good.
0: Did anything surprise you about it?
1: I think just the not I'm I'm gonna say this word but I don't want it to come across like aimlessness of it. Uh-huh. Like there was no big I didn't feel like Plot. there was a big reveal or it yeah. was just kids hanging out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um It was like vignettes almost. Yeah, and it just it mm-hmm. just worked, you know, really well. It wasn't like I don't know. I I'm, I'm glad that there was no big light like, moment in it.
0: Yeah. It wasn't you know? like your typical high school movie. Yeah, I've got
1: to I've got to win the girl back by the end of the night. Or, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we need to do this. It was just like you know, there was those moments of um where I thought that it could boil over into kind of I don't know, like a, a big plot. Like when they're smashing yeah. the mailboxes and then the guy pulls the gun on them and stuff. Um but yeah, it's just vignettes, it's just You can tell that it's maybe Linklater not his periods of his life more than like one night. He's just picking these stories and kind of putting them together for different people. The best of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great. I think everything Linklater does is – the more I watch it, the more I'm like, he's a true author, you know.
0: Yeah. It's interesting to me that like it feels like the movie is marketed as like your – just like your high school stoner – yeah movie almost like a cheech and chong kind of a thing but it's yeah. like not that at all you know yeah exactly um and the soundtrack is so good yeah it's been a while since i've watched it. i need to, I need yeah. to do a rewatch. yeah but... it's yeah there's uh, there's things in it that i'm gonna
1: kind of want to go back and revisit again and different characters that will probably stand out next time and
0: yeah you know
1: it's one of those so
0: did uh did Matthew McConaughey's career make so much more sense? Oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, it. Yeah. Like all the lines that he says. Yeah, they just in this seem movie. iconic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the all right, all right, all right mm-hmm. Like I mean that's just his thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, it's it's like again, it's just like watching a bit of film history being made.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's great.
1: Um and then lastly, the uh flicker alley who put out some really good Blu-ray editions of, like, silent films and um, lost noirs, put out, like, a, a double disc of um, two films, like, film noir films from 1947 um, called The Guilty and High Tide. Um, uh-huh. And they're, like, they were thought to be lost, um, found and restored, um, both directed by John Reinhardt, who I, I don't think I've seen much of before um this you seem to specialize in like b noir films Um, both of them like 71 minutes really short um i thought that the guilty was a lot better than high tide it used like three locations but kind of kept it interesting if that there was only like three kind of setups um and it it's just it's really good. There's a set of twins, two girls, and they're kinda of both dating. Um, two roommates, and then one of them dies, and one of the roommates is like, Okay, I want to solve this murder, I wanna figure out what happened. You know, just a basic mm. kind of plot line, but you can't really trust anybody, and there's lots of like surprises and left turns. And then High Tide was a bit more run of the mill. It was just very yeah kind of basic. But it was pretty much the same cast for both. Yeah. Both released the same year, so i'm sure that that's cool yeah they were maybe high tide was the one that they had a bit bigger budget on it seemed to have a few better sets and stuff like that Um, and the guilty was like oh we can probably knock this out in like a couple of weeks yeah um so they did that too but yeah i mean Flickr alley really put everything into those releases they do four or five a year so when it's a and it's restored by the film noir foundation as well which we do really good work at how they do festivals and loads of stuff so whenever they put one out i kind of buy it sight unseen okay um nice. but yeah they were i mean the guilty is a lot better than high tide so if you're going to choose one choose yeah. the guilty but they're they're really good
0: yeah sounds good i, I want to watch more like simple films like that that are yeah. done super low budget limited locations limited actors just the inspiration on like things that i can do as a filmmaker with not much money and just like good script and some talent you know that's it i mean
1: and that's pretty much what it is you know they they build up to these big plot points um but yeah they were a lot of fun and 70 minutes long it's you know it zips by yeah so it's
0: tight yeah exactly
1: yeah and like i said i watched some other stuff um finally watched unbearable weight of massive talent uh oh yeah mm-hmm. which was it, it was fine you know i don't yeah nicholas cage is nicholas cage so yeah. yeah um
0: yeah it was you know i thought it It was feels like a, and, i haven't watched it yet but it feels like it's probably a party movie yeah, oh, you know, yeah watch it watch it with with a group of people yeah and they come over and
1: yeah i laugh few- at it For sure. I mean, there's a few good jokes in it and it kind of, some things really worked, but I think it's only, it's just like a couple of hours. It's not too long. But by the end, I was like, okay, this is dragging a bit. Let's, you know, let's kind of get to the end. Um, Wrap it up. Yeah. Which isn't great when you, when you've only got about 20 minutes left, you know, normally it's like that's when it should be happening. So
0: yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, You're supposed to be like, no, don't end. Exactly. And I was kind of like, that's over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um yeah
1: but yeah that's that's cool. pretty much it and hopefully like i said we'll talk about um thor love and thunder on the next show um yeah and kind of
0: maybe do a spoiler film yeah yeah If we yeah if we've got enough to say yeah do a youtube special yeah
1: um But I mean, apart from that, the only other film that we've been watching has been um, Four Months, Three Weeks and Two Days, our feature movie um, from 2007. Um, And the IMDb summary is a woman assists her friend in arranging an illegal abortion in 1980s Romania. And before we jump in, um, there were some things that I didn't quite know about Romania in the 1980s that a little Uh bit of research kind of set the scene for me. So abortion was illegal, as I just said. In Romanian 1980s, it was, um, I think, punishable by death. Um, I'm not sure for which party um, the person performing the procedure or the person receiving it, possibly both. Um, And also, contraception was outlawed at the same time. Wow. Yeah, there was no abortion allowed and there was no contraception allowed. Um, So, at the beginning of the film, when... Um, our main character, Artilia, is buying, like, soap and things. That's all kind of black market stuff and cigarettes, you know. It's all, like, under the counter and behind the lines. So, yeah, um, just a little b- bit of preface, just in case we kind of, you know, if anyone that hasn't seen the film that is still with us, it's, um, yeah, these are the things that were outlawed at the time, which adds yeah. a little bit of gravitas to the film. Yeah. Um so we both this was a both first like a first watch um so what was your initial reaction to watching it because i know that the political climate right now is pretty charged in relation yeah. to this issue where we are um and that's kind of like i said at the top the reason why i chose it um yeah so like watching it for the first time did you think it was like relevant to today or
0: yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I think it does a really good job of putting you in someone else's shoes, mm-hmm. you know, especially as, you know, I mean, we're just two men talking about this issue. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that we're not going to have to experience, Yeah, you know, from mm-hmm. the woman's perspective. You know, it's like, uh, so I think it does a good job of, of really putting you in in their shoes. And then, and then also, um, I mean, the men in the film are not great. No. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. um, the boyfriend in the film is, you know, he's not like the worst person in the world or anything, but he's, you know, it, it kind of just puts you in the girl's perspective. You know, it's like, yeah, he might not be great and maybe that's fine, but like, why not be great? Like, why yeah. not be a better person? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of, uh, yeah, I think it, it does a good job of like, giving you that perspective, but then also not over, overly, um, sensationalizing it, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's very like intense moments throughout the film. Yeah. That, you know, as like an American filmmaker, like those, anything in a film that has tension, you like build it up. Yeah. And you create these moments out of it where this felt more real, like Mm -hmm. the tensions, the tension in the film felt more genuine because it just, the camera just kind of sits with all of this action and all of these tense moments and doesn't, do any kind of movie magic trickery Mm -hmm. to be like this is intense you know be scared now be you know like it's it's not like holding your hand through it it's literally just showing you what these girls are going through and you feel their tension Mm -hmm. you know just naturally yeah so i think it does a really good job of of just kind of giving you a perspective that you might not have had before. Yeah, for sure. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I think in
1: reference to what you were saying the the lack of like close-ups and jump cuts that this film has, you know, there's a lot of times that like you said the camera is placed in a certain place and there's no like it just holds. There's no cuts, you know, there's no reverse yeah. angles. Um and it's kind of like there's so many times in this film that I wanted to not look at the screen. Yeah. You know, um, but the camera kind of forces you to, it doesn't let you kind of like when things are happening, they're happening, you know? Yeah. And it holds it for as long as it possibly can. Um, which yeah, affected me. I think it was, it was a hard film to kind of, to not look away from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that was done on purpose. I mean, it, it, so it tells the story of um of gabita who is um looking to get an abortion um and it's kind of the day of so we get no real preamble as to like them setting it up it's all kind of explained over the course of the film um and it's about 30 minutes in before we realize that it's an abortion that's being arranged you know there's kind of no real mention of it there in the beginning the buying cigarettes and getting changed and kind of heading out, you know, uh, the, our main character, Atelier, is going to a hotel that they've booked a room at that there isn't a room, so she goes to another hotel. Um, yeah, and it's not until about 30 minutes in that anyone ever mentions, you know, an abortion. Yeah. And then it's there. It's like it's happening. You know, yeah. like we're in that room. Um, But do you think that that was purposeful? Like, of course it was purposeful. I think, think so. That? I
0: mean... I- I think it adds to the like the tension that I was talking about. It, it did take me off guard because when it first starts I'm like okay, there's a lot going on it feels like. It's like yeah. what are they doing? Um I wasn't really I mean I knew that the film was going to be about abortion. Yeah. but it wasn't like you said until like 30 minutes in that you really make that connection of like oh, she's like been setting it up this whole time. Like it's the day of. Yeah. You know. Um yeah, and it wasn't, you know, I I you know, I had read the description so I knew it was like going to be about them trying to get an illegal abortion. But I think the fact that it was like that they didn't travel far. Mm-hmm. You know, they and they were doing it in a hotel. Um made it I don't know. It 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 gave me I don't um I just didn't expect it. You know, there's so many yeah. things about this film that I didn't expect. It's like I've never had to deal with abortion before. Yeah. You know, I've never um considered what it would be like necessarily. Like I'm pro-choice, but I'm not, you know, I'm a man and mm-hmm. I I've, I've never I've never had to um really think about this issue beyond that you know yeah. Uh, yeah. just my personal opinion or whatever um and so it's hard to it's really hard to imagine what it would be like you know yeah and the, and yeah so there you know i yeah i think that which it was just trying to give you the feeling of what it's like yeah you know yeah And I think that's where the brilliance of
1: this film really lies is that instead of focusing on Gabita, you know, I feel like an American film would have started with a pregnancy test and her kind of like freaking out in the bathroom and Mm -hmm. like, you know, but it focuses on Antilia, who is the friend that is kind of helping us set this up. And by focusing on the friend, it makes it more universal. You know, everyone can kind of put themselves in their shoes instead of the friend, instead of the person getting the abortion. Yeah, you know, we see a lot. You know, it's her, it's her that we follow her around, and she does kind of like the dirty work, quote unquote. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's where, like, it it really kind of, um, where that perspective really pays off for us, the viewer.
0: Yeah, for sure, because it's like the 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 main girl, um, Otilia. Yeah, she. I mean, she also isn't. I mean, you feel for her. in the movie but she keeps doing things that are that don't really make any sense like lying Mm -hmm. to the doctor yeah you know and then like you know from the friend's perspective it's like what are you doing yeah like this is a very dangerous situation Mm -hmm. um which which gives you you know an even more interesting perspective because you're like man she's a really good friend like yeah. she is doing all the dirty work, and she's dealing with this friend who is you know it's not really about like especially friendships it's not really about like what people deserve no. you know it's yeah. it's it's about doing the right thing mm-hmm. you know doing what uh you would hope a friend would do for you you know if you had made mistakes yeah yeah. Um yeah, I mean, like this is a very sensitive issue, obviously, I mean, yeah. like just talking about it like for us personally it's 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 hard to <laughs> we're like trying to like tiptoe around it a little bit, yeah, because it's like um, it's hard to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's well, it's it's also just like hard to talk about without people just raging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think this film does, I don't know. I w I wish more people could, could see it, you know, I know. It, it is, it's a hard yeah. subject to talk about and, and it's a hard film to watch, but like it's reality, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and I, and it, I think
1: it reinforces a point that, um, ourselves and a lot of pro-choice um people have been saying in wake of what's been happening is that it's not gonna stop abortions, it's just gonna make the situations a lot more risky. And yeah. I think this film mm. shows that, you know, that there's it's never really you know, they talk about friends that know people and they're like, oh, they they were recommended, you know, like any other doctor. Yeah. Um and it it shows that it's not going away. It's just Becoming a lot more dangerous for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which, again, I'm glad it did. You know, I'm glad that it showed that part of it because that's the true, you know, resonant of what's happening apart from everything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm. Nobody wants to have abortions, right? No. Like, nobody yeah. wants to... Like, no one's doing this for goal. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I felt yeah. like I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was going to go somewhere with that, but... We'll probably come back to it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But the...
1: So let's talk a little bit about the whole act taking place. So they find a quote-unquote doctor... Um. Viral, Viral. I'm probably butchering these names. Um, played by Vlad Ivanov. Um, mm-hmm. and you know she, our main character, goes to meet him, and they go to the hotel. Um, he's at this point really frustrated because it's a different hotel. It's not anything that they kind of that he and um Gavita decided on the phone. It's a different person going to meet him. It's a different hotel. Um, yeah, all this kind of stuff. Um, and he keeps reinforcing the fact, you know. I came to meet you in my car, I'm using my ID, all this stuff, um, to do it. Um, but then after it takes place and he leaves, um, he's left his ID at the front desk, which got me thinking about, you know, the whether what he was saying was true or not. I mean, how did you read that because I I read it as that it wasn't his ID, that it's not who he said. It doesn't was. matter. Mm, yeah. That he was just
0: I didn't even think about that, yeah. Yeah
1: because it just it didn't ring true for someone that kind of was so obsessed with leaving his ID that he would forget it.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, because I mean, I mean that character obviously is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. but you know when you when you're first introduced to him you know, he he's there to help them like he's yeah. there to 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 perform the illegal abortion. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's going through all the logistics of the procedure, you know, trying to make sure they're informed and educated on, like, what's about to happen, the risks involved, and things like that. And then, you know, you find out that the main character has been lying about how long Mm -hmm. she's been pregnant. Um, And he's starting to get frustrated and, the, and and those scenes, like that, this scene as well as a lot of the other scenes, like go on and on. Like they, they just build. Yeah. The conversation builds up, you know, um, and builds on top of each other. And it, it got to a point where I was like, okay, is he being an asshole or is yeah, he being cause, reasonable? Yeah, because that's, you know?
1: that's how I started. I was like, there's not really, apart from money, much in it for him. You know he's yeah. he's not. I don't, he's putting you know his he says his family and um his like I don't know, life I guess on the line to do this. Yeah. Um. So I was like, of course he'll probably be a bit annoyed and kind of you know, no. The, I told you to do this because this is what keeps us safe. But then I didn't. There was a point where I was like, okay, this doesn't sound like this is becoming more sinister now. Yeah, this doesn't feel you know, especially when he's talking about payment. And I was like, there's no way that he's talking about you know sexual yeah. favors as payment. Um, because it's so like it's just kind of underhanded, nobody really says it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he 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 maintains this like professional kind of well, he doesn't actually because he like starts full on misogynistic, like raging at Mm -hmm. one point. But, uh, but leading up to that, he does kind of maintain this professional tone. And then, yeah, when he starts, when he starts getting ready to leave and he's like, you know, this is too much of a risk. Um, and you're not giving me what I like, you're not paying me what I said you should Mm -hmm. and you've lied you know, it's like at that moment you're like, okay, is he being reasonable or is he being like, what's, yeah, who is this person or whatever? And then, yeah, then you realize he's trying to get sexual favors for Mm -hmm. this abortion. And then, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's another thing that I've never really thought about before. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, what, 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 what would you do in that situation? You know, what would you, um, what would you have to do? It's just Uh like, uh, it's scary to think about, you know? And that's, that's kind of, again, like something that us as men don't really have to think about the, how scary going through something like this would be. Yeah. And I
1: think there's a lot of things from the female perspective that this film shows, um, Unashamedly, it you know, there's the abortion side, but there's also being alone with men that you don't really know. Yeah. And how quickly something can kind of turn. Um you know, it's there's a lot to it um that happens throughout this. And then there's the added, like, I don't know, horror element of when he's in the bathroom getting washed up before the procedure, Attilia finds like a switchblade in his mm-hmm. like case and hides it. She takes it, you know, for safety. And it just seems to be like programmed in, isn't that what they ha- is? That's what they have to do to stay safe. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, which like in a you know in a regular movie that would like come back. Yeah, which I exactly. kind of expected. Yeah. Like, where's my knife? You know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but no, she just took the knife and then you don't see it again. Yeah. You know, it doesn't come back. It was just yeah, I what think... she was trying to do to give them some extra protection mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: I think that that would be, like, his story would be one of the things that I would go back and watch this for, is just to see if there's any more holes in it. Um, yeah. Because I, d- I don't trust, I mean, I know that the film is set up so you don't trust him. Um, But, you know, when, like I said, he leaves his ID and all the things he says, I'm just like, I don't necessarily think that this guy is who he says he is. I think he just says the things that would make him seem reliable by saying he has a family and a kid and that he's given his own ID and driving his own car and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But it's just a facade. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, he's despicable.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's awful. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah and
0: then after that, it's just... It's just... It's still... Like, this film just, like, is tense throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I guess it really starts once you realize, like, once they get to the hotel that is not the original hotel they were supposed to be at, like, it just ramps up the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Like after leave he IDs leaves... And, mm-hmm. the, and, and then the after desk. he leaves, she's like, I'm going to go to this uh, family gathering that my boyfriend wants me yeah. to go to, stay here, don't open the door. And the whole time you you're just like, don't leave, please. Yeah. Do not leave. Yeah. Like
1: And then she gets to the place and she's trying to call her and no one's answering. And you're mm-hmm. just like, Yeah, this is gone south.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, but not but I mean it, it ends up, you know, in the end it's like They don't get caught. I guess no. that's I was gonna say nothing bad happened, but tons of bad yeah. things happen. But uh I guess the thing that you almost expected was for them to get caught mm-hmm. and they don't. Yeah, uh, or
1: him to come back.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but, or to take too long.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: yeah, um, Or her to start to
1: deteriorate. Or, you know, the, these elements that they keep mentioning is this could happen, you're like, okay, that's probably going to happen. Yeah. But it mm-hmm. doesn't, you know? Yeah. The horror yeah. is in the actual secrecy yeah about it you know the fact that this is having to be done in secret and like against the law
0: you know yeah yeah um yeah because um those scenes where she's like walking around like when she's on her way to the party mm-hmm. um and she's like walking by herself at night yeah like yeah the you whole feel time. yeah the whole time yeah you're mm-hmm. just like fuck 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 fuck, fuck. like yeah Get where you are going, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, man, it's it's intense. I, I I like the the shots too. By the way, where you know they they do it several times, but she'll be walking around, and then the camera will just kind of stay behind mm-hmm. and just watch her leave. Yeah, Well, I thought was an interesting technique because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it just kind of added. I don't know. I don't know if it added to the tension, but it was an interesting way to like transition a scene. Mm-hmm. Was like following her around, camera stops, and then she walks away until she's like in the distance, and then it cuts to a new scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I never really seen that before. Yeah, I think
1: a lot of the camera work in this, my dad was was just holding. It was just yeah. keeping us in that moment, you know. Um, I mean, I was so relieved that when, I mean, spoiler, that the female characters decide to, well, not really decide, it's kind of against, I I don't know, the right words aren't coming, but they um, pay the guy in what he wants, the the doctor, quote unquote, um, and both of them separately need to kind of do it, and Atelier goes first, and when... I was so thankful that we cut to the bathroom so that we didn't see the act itself. Yeah. Because I was yeah. like, oh, God, please don't, you know, please, I don't want to see it. You know, yeah. Which is, yeah. I guess, turn away from stuff. Um, and then I thought that that's what what was going to happen for the rest of the film, that we, would, we wouldn't necessarily see things happen. It would be yeah. characters reacting to it, but that didn't happen. I mean, <laughs> we saw, yeah. you know, the abortion take place we saw the aftermath um mm-hmm. yeah i don't I, it it kept you know surprising me with what we were seeing and what we weren't seeing kind of thing yeah um but yeah that scene in the bathroom is haunting yeah you know one yeah. of the friends has to go and kind of just wait and then our main character talia comes in runs straight to the bath and you know washes herself and it's kind of like, I don't know. It's it's just very upsetting.
0: Yeah. 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 It, it, well, it's also just. Yeah, it's upsetting. And it just, it's like. It just, I, I guess I didn't see it coming. But, you know, yeah. I'm sure a lot of women probably could see it coming watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause it's just like, you know, it gets up to that point and you're like, wait, what's happening? And then yeah. you're like, oh, God. Well. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, which kind of
1: brings me on the question I wanted to ask you: Did you think that it had it had to be as graphic as it was?
0: I mean, I think so. I mean, it, it's hard to say. It, you know, it's hard yeah. to say because it's like the people who I feel like the people who need to see this film won't see it. Yeah. You know, because there's so there's a certain type of like, well, you know, it it's hard to speak for women, but there there I know that there's a certain type of man that like doesn't even want to talk about the fact that women have periods. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, that's gross. That's women stuff. Like, yeah, you know, they'll change the conversation, or you know, they just they they act like it's, um just not real, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like, and those are the people that are voting. Like, there's there's people that vote that don't actually want to educate themselves on the realities of the world, mm-hmm. of, of, or topics, or situations, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like, okay, well, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, How would you get someone who doesn't want to believe that periods exist to watch a film like this that is graphic, you know, and is so in the woman's perspective, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but you know, maybe there's another type of film for that kind of person. I don't know. Like, I would... You know, it's hard to say, man. It's just, no, no, it's, it, like it's hard to say yeah. without, like, I want to be, like, hopeful, you know, but, yeah. um, I mean, I think for me, for where I'm at in my life, it needed to be yeah. that graphic, you know, mm-hmm. um, like I already said, I'm pro choice, but it, it, it got me to think about these realities that I hadn't really put myself in before. Yeah. You know, like, there, there was a time where I would, you know, when it came to this topic, I would just say, um, well, I'll never really have to deal with it. You know, I'll mm-hmm. never really have to be in a position where I have to make this choice. Yeah. But that's, that doesn't absolve me from any responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. it, it and it doesn't, Erase the fact that um, people still need to get abortions. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I just like I've been thinking about this topic a lot, and just like thinking about like what what it means, or like how to how to have these kind of conversations with people who disagree with you. Um. And like, like the thing that you said that I keep thinking about is that just because something is illegal doesn't stop it from happening. happening. Mm Yeah, you know. And everybody, I think the thing that a lot of people don't realize, especially the people that (laughs) you know want to pretend that these things don't exist, is the fact that it's not like. It's not like liberals that just get abortions. Mm-hmm. you know it's like Republicans get abortions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rich people get abortions, poor people get abortions. yeah, um but like you said, they the only thing that's really changed is that it's going to be more dangerous. It's gonna be more like this where um people who need to get abortions are at more risk because they can be easily taken advantage of yeah by doctors or i mean you know in this film like the girl's friend is a good person she sticks by her side yeah she gets rid of the thing yeah you know um she takes care of her even when it seems like she doesn't deserve it Mm -hmm. you know whereas like not everybody has a friend like that. No, exactly. Some people yeah. might be completely alone in this situation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And not be able to and be there for days, not be able to leave the room, mm-hmm. you know. Um Yeah. It it just Yeah, it, like I would I would yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> no. I would hope that people could challenge themselves to try to have a different perspective or try to see a yeah. perspective that is not theirs or consider something that they've never considered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when it comes to the p- Christian perspective, I keep thinking about like, <sighs> like, like the fact that God is supposed to be love, mm-hmm. you know, and like yeah. a Christian's purpose is like to create disciples but not like basically like forcing someone to conform to your beliefs is not love no um teaching someone and showing them compassion and love is supposed to be yeah. the christian way not like law and legislation like yeah. if someone is forced to follow your beliefs they're never truly going to be 100%. Yeah. They need to find it themselves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um and like the whole thing with the Bible is like the fact that God gives humans free will. Like it's it's the person's choice to sin or not. Like yeah. God gives you that freedom. And like the the reason that Jesus came was to was the fact that you know we're all sinners and uh because Jesus paid the price for our sins we can be forgiven of those sins right yeah yeah um but it's still our choice yeah you know it's still our choice to yeah. um accept that gift that Jesus gave us or not you know yeah. If we're forced to accept it, then it, it doesn't count.
1: No, exactly. Yeah,
0: you know. So it's like, if someone wants to sin, if someone wants to have, like, if you consider abortion a sin, if someone mm-hmm. wants to do that, that's between them and God, according yeah. to the Bible.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. Um. So it, yeah, it just it's 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 really frustrating to see and and it's reasons like this that i'm not a christian anymore it's like seeing um or at least not identifying with like yeah. what christians identify as now it's like yeah. i i i can't you know that's not love you know no, that's, that's not it. yeah. it's it's really sad and frustrating and depressing to just see it become political you know yeah, and, and everybody, yeah, everybody has their own like yeah. life and situation, and and whatever they're going through, you can't. It's it's not a black and white issue. Yeah. I guess it's kind of what I'm getting to. Like so many people think that it's like, okay, it's right or wrong, you know. And it's yeah. like, well, you're not. It can be right or wrong for you, mm-hmm. but like you don't know what that person is going through, yeah. and and the the moral choices they're having to make.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I think that's
0: very well put. Yeah.
1: Um you know, like I said, I'm, you know, religion is one of those things that is still very is large for me to comprehend. You know, I don't know exactly where I fall. Um there's people that I hold very dear to me that are very religious and, you know, practice and stuff, but they're also the way I see it, the good side of religion where they are accepting, they kind of understand that it it can't necessarily translate to modern society in the same way. Yeah. That, you know, it's there's still an aim to it, you know, at the end of the day, and it could service individuals, but it more than not services other higher institutions, I should say. Um and yeah i just you know m- the the marriage of religion and state is awful and it shouldn't yeah. be and it, it shouldn't be there yeah um you know this this country that we're in right now america is so diverse so many cultures so many people all coming together you know we talked about the american dream last week a little bit and the and the representation that was in Hands on a Hard Body and just the people that kind of all came together and got to know each other and love each other and all that kind of stuff. That That is, and I said it then, I was like, that's, this is the truest representation of America that I think people outside America have. Yeah. You know, it's, the, mm-hmm. it's welcoming and loving and stuff like that. But not everyone in this country is a Christian or religious. And the fact that that is governing our society is just ludicrous
0: yeah you know
1: it's it doesn't make any sense to me you know like i said i've got nothing against people being religious you know everybody is different um and you know i'm not gonna i don't know push my values onto you i'm not gonna make what i believe what you believe yeah um and i just wish other people would do the same
0: yeah yeah yeah, it's just like there's there's so much aggression. Yeah. That you know, it, it like any kind of aggression for me is just an immediate like okay, I can't have a conversation with you. Yeah. No, I know. No. Yeah. You know, there's no there's just a wall. Yeah. And that person is banging their head on it and I'm watching them do it. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like uh, do you want me to try to talk to you while you're just, like, over there banging your head on a wall? <laughs> like, and I
1: think this is, and I know this is going to make it sound really trivial, but this is where being such big film lovers, like, works in our advantage. Because, you know, if there's a film that you hated, you know, I could stand there and I could, like, scream and shout and tell you why you're wrong and why I loved it. Yeah. But it's not going to change your mind.
0: You know, and we've Yeah, and it's not going to change your experience. yeah. yeah. You know, so, you can't change people's experience. Like, that's a good way to put it. Cause, you know, it's like if someone watches a movie and they're laughing and giggling yeah. and having a great time and crying and, you know, terrified, yeah. and then you watch it and you're indifferent, like, you can't change the fact that that other person enjoyed it. Yeah. Or didn't, or whatever.
1: It's, like, I've got a real soft spot for Batman Forever, and it's awful <laughs> aesthetically, but... <laughs> I'll watch yeah. that anytime. I love that film. Just because it's yeah. it means something to me. But I'm not gonna scream at people that say it's terrible. Yeah. You know. Um and again, you know, films show us a different perspective. Um I I don't know anything about Romania in the eighties. I don't know if it looked like this, but and it might be because I've just finished reading 1984, but it was so dystopian to me just like Mm -hmm. you know just futuristic but broken down and sad and crumbling and you know the lights all the lights aren't working in every room they're in and yeah you know there's not enough like they can't really find the right cigarettes that they like they you know there's the cars are broken down and shells and there's no people on the streets
0: yeah it's
1: just empty and like a shell and mm. that was really unsettling. And I don't know again if you think if we're thinking about the future and what's just happened and kind of where this country could be heading. But that's kind of what I was projecting onto. I was just like, this is it's like the future. You know, this is yeah. Terrifying.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, it's- I mean it is. Yeah. I mean it is. It and it's hard to not be depressed and think that everything is hopeless, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always, like, thought that, you know, people that fought for civil rights and women's rights and stuff like that uh, 50 years ago that, you know, they were brave and, you know, if if I lived in that time that I would be right there with them and stuff. I never thought that I would actually be living in that time and and need to go do that stuff, you know, but I, I think that there is a lot of like even though this is very depressing there are a lot of people that are ready to get out there and vote and protest and and do it again. Yeah. in the right ways as well. Yeah. which is important.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I agree. I think I mean one of the, one of my favorite scenes in this was the was the dinner party that she attends. Um Yeah. Where everyone's kind of talking over, her. um, mm-hmm. and I mean, I made some notes of it. They talk. I mean, they start the conversation by talking about children, and then eggs. They mention eggs at some point as well, and uh-huh. one of them says like nine months, you know, at certain different point, and it's all in relation to something else. But yeah. all, after all that you've seen, all you can think about is like children and pregnancy and kind of yeah, and it does it in a really subtle way. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was just a a brilliant brilliant piece of filmmaking.
0: Yeah. That's um, really interesting. Yeah, I I did I didn't catch all of that, but I did. I mean that again was another scene that just sets you in it and then it just goes and goes and goes mm-hmm. and goes and goes and and it does such a good job of putting you in the character's shoes. In a very simple way because she just wants to get out of there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and and that's what I kept feeling too, I was like, when is the scene gonna be over? Yeah. Yeah, I know.
1: Um because you just wanted her to get out of that house. As soon yeah. as she arrives, you're like, you need to like go back, like look after your yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's full of those moments that are just I don't know, you want the characters to get out, okay. You know, yeah. Um. So this film won the Palm Dior, um, the year it was entered, mm-hmm. um, but then was not nominated at all in the Oscar Best Foreign Language category. Um. Yeah, which was ridiculed at the time, I believe, and people just couldn't understand why it yeah. was not nominated. Um. But I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, it's just it's very controversial, and yeah, but it, yeah, I don't understand, I don't know, it's like Hollywood is just annoying like that, where mm-hmm. they're just like they they like to seem progressive, yeah, you know, yeah. but then when it comes to doing anything that's actually controversial or, um, brave, they're like, "Ah, eh, let's just, let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's very frustrating. And why yeah. the Oscars are falling lower and lower in my estimations. Yeah. You know, yeah. which we've talked about on previous episodes. We, you know, we've made our feelings <laughs> on the Oscars pretty, pretty well known. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of this is true. It is from IMDb, so it could be made up. But the director himself is ironically pro-life. What? Apparently, I mean, that's what I mean. It could be completely fictitious. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I mean, would that does? I mean, does that change the perspective of the film for you at all? Because it, I mean, well, I I mean, it from a different way, and then I was like, yeah. But I feel like the message is still. I don't know like look how horrible it is that we're having to do this behind closed doors you
0: know and then see right with, with people we don't trust well it's you know i don't know man that's interesting because it it does add to the f- fact that it feels so real i guess or it, it feels like not I guess real is the right word. It, it, cause it, it feels like, um, just a window into reality. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's, uh, like I, like I said, it's not all black and white. It's not like, it's not like, look this bad or look yeah. this good, you yeah, know? exactly. Um, yeah. it's, it's showing you the realities of every, in this situation, every kind of step. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's weird.
1: That is weird, and that's kind of why but,
0: I, I like
1: preface it by saying I'm not sure if that's true because it just seems so outlandish. Yeah, for that to, you know, I don't know.
0: I mean, but it could. Be, I mean, I could see someone maybe that's pro-life trying to, um, trying to question their own. Yeah. Beliefs on the topic and and trying to create something that was accurate mm-hmm. and just to say yeah and then accidentally did so, yeah. <laughs> you know
1: yeah because it was it's based um, on real events that an old acquaintance told the director, so it's based oh. in truth yeah you know? so you know like you said I wonder if he he was questioning a little bit about things and wanted to kind of i don't know make a film and see you know put those perspectives on the screen
0: I yeah know. i mean it could just be that yeah it could just be you know an accident yeah, yeah. <laughs> could you know just a good filmmaker who uh you know had a i don't know like know, just yeah. stumbled upon something you know, yeah. trying to be true to it in the way that a filmmaker should and then, you know, actually created something that he didn't realize what it was, you know. Yeah. The last point
1: I do have that I wanted to talk to you about is that, again, the film implies that Atelier is pregnant um, in that she's uh-huh. kind of talking to a boyfriend about, you know, periods and kind of like what would happen if it was them, you know, and then there's yeah. a scene where she, like, throws up, as well you know i'm not entirely sure that that's kind of what it's hinting at yeah um but i mean that interpretation is there what did you make of it did you see that or
0: um yeah i i can't really remember what i made of it i think i was just caught up in what was going on right then you know um but I definitely got the feeling, like, when she's talking to her boyfriend about it, that, like, she yeah. needs to get away from that dude. hmm You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, and he's not all bad, but he's, I don't know. I think it's just a, a, a typical representation of a
1: 19-year-old guy mm-hmm. that's kind of like... You know, in the ready moment, to we'll step fine. up and be yeah, a man, we'll do and, anything, yeah. but then when it yeah. comes down to it, he's like, Oh, I can't do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's kind of she sees that if this was to happen, she would have to do the same thing as Gabita mm-hmm. and doing it herself. Yeah, you know, um, and I would not trust Gabita to organize it for me. Yeah, so no, you know, there's, there's it,
0: that, yeah, um. I did uh, appreciate the grandmother or mother, whichever she is, coming in when they're like trying to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, and then bit and like, then bit realizing of. that it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really intense, not knowing what to do, and then leaving yeah. like that is definitely family life, right there. Yeah,
1: I think that that I mean that whole scene just speaks about like how. Intoxicating! This film is because when, like, all of a sudden she seemed to be in the room, I couldn't remember her coming in. You oh, know, yeah! Because I was just so focused on the two, like, the conversation happening that, I, like, all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, the the mother's in there. <laughs> like, when did she yeah. like come in? How long has she been in there?" You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the, the so the last question I've got for you, Brandon, is: Would you watch this film again? Because I think that's I think a different so. question I mean, to: Is this a good film?
0: Right. Yeah. Um I mean I think so. I think uh I don't know. It is a it is yeah. a very intense film. I might listen to this podcast before I watch the film again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um I don't know. I would I would maybe recommend like try to recommend this film to some people. You know, I um Yeah. I think I would Maybe phrase it in a way that it's like, uh, I don't know. I, it's like I, I, I don't want to force anybody to watch anything they don't want to watch. But I would challenge people to yeah. try and put like consider something that isn't your life. Consider the fact that you are not the only person in the world mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that other people exist and try to use this film to like try and broaden your perspective yeah and try to understand the world a little bit better um you know I think that's how I would try to suggest this film to someone. Yes, is 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 more of like a challenge, a a, a personal challenge. Like, are you, um, like, do you want to remain in your little bubble, or Mm -hmm. would you like to, yeah, try and see what the real world is like? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard to try and do that without being like super rude. (laughs) I know. Yeah, Yeah, it is hard. But you know
1: um but yeah and this is and this is why i think that like criterion and stuff like that made a good choice point it out because i don't think i would have been able to well like, i wouldn't have found it if it hadn't been on criterion yeah you know um not you know um and hopefully that other people that might not be in the same leanings as us might find it and kind of see something that a different perspective i'm not sure
0: yeah um
1: yeah. I can't see myself going back to watch this anytime soon. Yeah. Um, It is one of those films that stays with you. You know, I can still, I feel like I can still picture the majority of it in my head. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Even though the colors are very muted and there's not a lot of, you know, showy pieces, it's still kind of ingrained there. So, I mean, and it it felt very real, which I think is another thing that I was like, I don't know how soon I can go back and kind of put this on, you know. Yeah. Um, which leads us, I think, to guessing what the other person rated it on Letterboxd. Yeah. So, I um, mean, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I had a real struggle rating this. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot in it yeah
0: it's like do i rate my well it's like do you rate it based on enjoyment or filmmaking or you know it's like because like nobody would enjoy watching this film no exactly as as like but it's like some like sometimes you have a reaction to a film that's like connects with you on a personal level or you know it's not necessarily about the enjoyment it's about the The filmmaking or the connection you make with it or you know other things um Yeah. And, yeah, and that's what like, I Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody enjoys abor- abortions, like I said. like mm-hmm. Whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, nobody wants to do it. It's yeah. not really about that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So,
1: I mean, I think you probably rated it four. Four.
0: I'm going to say four and a half. Uh, well, I'm... I rated it four and a half is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm going to say you rated it four and a half. I did.
1: (laughs) I think that half star is just like, I couldn't bring myself to watch it again soon. Yeah, You know, and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think that when, as you were talking about, is it the filmmaking? Is it enjoyment? For me, my reviews are based on both of those. Yeah. You know, I can, like if I don't necessarily enjoy a film, I can appreciate the, the filmmaking of it, um, and the ch- the things that it chose to do, but um, for the you know for this, it's I think people should definitely see it. I think it's an incredible piece of cinema.
0: Yeah, um, I mean it's definitely a challenge. Yeah, you know? yeah, it was hard it's hard to watch
1: at times, and you know I kind of felt that when I came out of it, I had to like, you know, like the characters do. I felt like. I could do with a cigarette. <laughs> just to go out and yeah. just be like <sighs> you know, breathe a yeah. sigh. So Yeah. Man. But I'm I mean, as always, we're you know, still on the same page. It must be <laughs> it must be annoying that we're so like minded <laughs> all the time. Um but I yeah. doubt it. I, I bet people enjoy it. Yeah. We'll just see what you think to Thor. <laughs> Do what? We'll see what you think to Thor. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about this film, Brandon, before we wrap it up?
0: I mean, I don't think so. I think I said everything I I think I needed to. And and, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I did. Sweet. Yeah, same here um so what are we going to watch next week so criterion just recently had their 50 percent off sale <laughs> and <laughs> i did i only i limited myself to just getting one movie which i know is like blasphemous amongst the criterion film community um but you know it i don't have a ton of extra cash to just blow yeah. right now. So I just kinda went and browsed and was like I almost got a, a more than one movie, but I was like, no, just get one and be happy with it. Yeah. So um the film I got was a face in the crowd. And that's oh, that's my choice. Um awesome. been wanting to watch it for a while. It yeah. uh stars Andy Griffith mm-hmm. and it's uh directed by Ilya Kazan who yeah. um I always like and appreciate um streetcar named Desire. Um, mm-hmm. And also the guy who kind of brought Brando into the film world. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as I've said before, Brando is like one of my favorite actors. So I've, I've been wanting to watch, you know, Morka Kazan, Yeah. Highly respected uh, stage and film director. Um, and this film looks very interesting because, you know, I mean, everybody knows Andy Griffith from The Andy Griffith Show yeah um and this character looks like a complete different side of Andy Griffith that, that I've ever seen. So I'm excited yeah. to kind of watch it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen this before yeah um I'd bought it on a previous sale <laughs> so yeah <laughs> um, I've seen it before. Um, but I mean Andy Griffith I don't think is someone that I've necessarily ever been aware of.
0: Um, oh yeah coming from
1: England and stuff I've never seen the Andy Griffith show I don't really know anything about it so I'm so excited to get your
0: take on it yeah 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 Yeah, because I kind of grew up with watching Andy Griffith show and yeah yeah I can't wait Um, it's one of the big big old TV shows
1: I'm excited to talk about it and I think yeah the Criterion sale is happening right now so go and pick it up and watch along with us yeah all right yeah well I think that brings us to the end of the show um, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at film Church Radio, and you can follow us individually on Letterboxd at Selman Scope and at Walker Lewis 3007 to keep up with what we've been watching. We also have all of our back episodes streaming on all good podcast platforms, so gonna leave us a rating and review so we know if you liked the film, if you didn't, and what you would pick for us to watch in the future. Um, normally, we have a quote from the film to kind of lead us in and lead us out, um, but what I, you know, what we thought would be the best thing to do is just give out a little bit of information. Um, so, Brandon, if people are looking for more information about abortion, where can they go?
0: So you can go to abortionfinder.org, um, or you can call one 230 PLAN P L A N,
1: and that's through Planned Parenthood. So, yeah, um, they have. What's information and resources there? Um, yeah,
0: and I mean, yeah, and just to kind of close it out, like I would say, just um, you know, we, we're just trying to help in in, yeah. in what ways we can. You know, we don't expect to necessarily change the world, but you know, this is the platform that we have, and and uh, are yeah. trying to use it for for good.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah thanks everyone for listening Um, if you've made it this far we will see you next week um, and we'll talk about facing the crowd from 1957 but until then stay safe say your film church prayers and we'll see you next Sunday
0: Amen 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 Yeah (laughs) We can do that again (laughs) That's okay I can edit it to make it work He didn't (laughs) (laughs) Bye guys Bye (laughs)